Good evening, everyone. I want to say a few words tonight about embodiment, because a lot of Zen practice is really summed up in that word. Um, but what is an example of, of um, not being embodied? Do you remember the, those that famous lines from a James Joyce novel? Oh. Mr. Duffy lived a short distance from his body. <laughs> And many other people have taken up residence at the same address through the centuries as well. Mm -hmm. It's a very funny saying, but it really, it really does sum up, in a sense, um, the absurdity of how we're, we're not embodied in our life. And um, embodiment was one of the, the um, first... Uh, um, an experience, not just an idea of it, but an experience of embodiment was... Um, one of the first kind of lessons I learnt from Zen practice when I started in Japan um, when I was about 25. And uh, the way I was before I started Zen practice, I was a very um, intellectual kind of person. I just finished a degree in psychology and philosophy and, and I lived in a world of philosophy and psychology. <laughs> and um, I didn't live in the real world. And then I went and did Zen practice, you know, and, and had this experience of sitting there day after day in a Zen temple where they're telling you to belly breathe and come into your body and to be centred here, you know, be grounded in your body. And within um, two or three weeks, there's this quite, quite very powerful experience of, um, uh, that happened in, in the way I experienced myself. And I remember saying it to myself at the time, I'm out of my head for the first time in my life. I mean that in the sense that I feel like I'd really become embodied and, um, and, I, and I inhabited my whole body. It was a very powerful kind of feeling that kind of emanated from there. And, um, and, and that, that shift that occurred like just continued on through the rest of my life. And... Uh, uh, so that, that kind of experience, you know, where previously you kind of realised that you were living in kind of a thought bubble in a cartoon, you know, and that's where you existed. And it's all up in your head in some conceptual realm and a narrative. And suddenly you just sort of drop, you, you don't, you don't uh, transcend, you drop. The experience is one of dropping, like drop into the body and dropping into the present moment and this real strong sense of groundedness and, and presentness that you experience. And sometimes it comes suddenly and sometimes it just like comes gradually like walking into a mist and being saturated by a mist. But it will occur, you know, the more you do this practice. And, uh, and Zen monks, you know, when you, when you, when you um, hang out in a Zen monastery and you learn some of their little ways, they've got, they've got these little kind of in-jokes and, you know, little secret signs that they, they use. <laughs> And when they've had a guest come to the, um, you know, to the, to the temple, you know, and had tea with them or whatever, the guest might go, and then they kind of walking past one another, and they go, <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> and what they mean, like the guy just lives in his head, you know, he just lives in this idea of right and wrong, and good and bad, and better and worse, and so on and doesn't have a sense of, of groundedness. You can, tell, you can tell someone's presence, you know, when they have a sense of groundedness. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, if, if your Zen practice is moving towards that kind of embodied experience, you know, fully inhabiting your body, and that, that sense that your mind and body aren't separate things, your mind's going this direction and your body's here, you're moving in the right direction. And it's, and, and it's moving towards clarity and it's moving towards um, peace um, and self-acceptance and clarity. Mm-hmm. And a feeling of strength in that groundedness as well. And if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're moving towards more philosophical understanding of Buddhism, you know, and what's the meaning of life and what happens after you die and all the complicated questions you can get involved in, um, you're going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they may be interesting things to be curious about, you know, from, from an embodied experience, but if you think you're going to find the answers in some intellectual realm, you're going in the wrong direction. And um, it's quite simple. You just have to keep noticing how your thought drifts off into some thought bubble into the future or the past or some analysis or contemplation of life. Just note it and each time come back into your breathing and the sense of body sensation, sense of being in your whole body. You just do that time and time after again. And that's the nature of practice. This idea that you get in some spiritual traditions, even within some schools of Buddhism, that somehow enlightenment is going off to some other realm, you know, where it's all lights and flashes and, you know, um, you know, blissful experiences which are in some other realm. I mean, it's just a total misunderstanding of Buddhism. It's certainly a total misunderstanding of Zen. It's not like that at all. It's just a flight of fancy. And people can write wonderful poetry about it or write great philosophical treatises about it, whatever. But it's basically bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But what happens if, when you you do have an embodied experience, you're here in the earthy present moment, you know, and you're hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, seeing, experiencing feelings, even observing thoughts come and go. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a nursey kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And within that experience, you know, you, you may experience unconditional love, right? You might experience um, deep feelings of peace or deep feelings of joy mm-hmm. and a sense of connectedness with life, but it's an embodied experience. It's not some elevated idea or other realm that you go to. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple. And it's so simple that, um, as Dogen says in that reading that we do, it's so simple we kind of overlook how transformative it could be. But simply coming back into being with your body, being with your breath moment after moment until you no longer have to try to do it it's just where you exist because it's where you always existed Mm -hmm. and people make comments like when they've been doing Zen practice for a while um, that they feel like they've come home and they have you always existed here and you come home to that and even in 
simple psychological language too. You know, the transformation that occurs is one, you know that saying, you know, just be yourself, you know. You, you, the more you practice just being embodied, the more you have this sense that you, you're just being yourself. And what comes with that, that very deep, radical um, acceptance of what is, it's not, it's not as though you're, you're doing some self-meditating on a self-improvement program to get somewhere where you'll be happier or be a, a better person. It doesn't work like that. The more you just come into this embodied experience, it's like it's just okay where you are now. Right? And as a human being, um, you, you, um, you're not perfect. And, uh, but what happens is that you just seem to accept that imperfection. You have certain character traits, and it's kind of, well, it's just what I am. Even that, that's, that total kind of radical acceptance that this is just how I am, is Buddha nature. That's, that's the embodiment of Buddha nature. It's not some perfect human being. Right? We all live in the world of suffering and we will continue to experience that, things coming and going, things not being perfect, things being messy. And as long as there's a radical acceptance of that and a very deep acceptance of that, that is, that's the transformation that takes place. It's, nothing, it's not something perfectionistic or idealistic.